Blog Talk Radio. Memorial Day, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Vinny the Shark, Goon in the house, Big Mike here. Big Mike. <laughs> and uh, Robbie not with us tonight, but uh, he's back on Saturday. So uh, there's that for you. Um, Vinny, happy Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day. Uh, to everybody out there who served, thank you. And to everybody that uh, has paid the uh, and made the ultimate sacrifice, we thank you and your families. But uh, Vinny, huge game last night. Celtics, the Cavs, you have said it the I don't know when you've started saying it, but um, before the trade deadline, you have said you don't bet against LeBron James. This is still his division to win. Uh, this is still his conference to win, excuse me. And you don't bet against LeBron. And last night we saw why. Yeah, exactly. Uh, listen, the Eastern Conference is weak, but you still don't want to take anything away from LeBron James. You are witnessing greatness, whether you like him or not. He is definitely the second best basketball player of all time. I think it's unarguable, but uh, everybody's still throwing shade to Michael Jordan that he's better than him. That is just not true. That's why I'm proudly wearing my Michael Jordan jersey. Um, I wasn't happy with the poll you posted up about it. Yeah, can you look up those results? Unless uh, <laughs> uh, I checked, LeBron was winning that poll. But listen, um, <laughs> you don't bet against the King. Uh, the Celtics don't have the star power. They're, a low, they're an inexperienced team, uh, well-coached team. They should be very happy where they got without their two stars in Hayward and Kyrie. What do we got on the poll? So we have 50 total votes. It's close, but MJ takes the lead 52 to 48. All right, everybody go out there and and vote Michael Jordan. Why it's even close, I don't understand. But go out there and vote for MJ because he is the GOAT. And anyone vote for LeBron, you're just wrong. That's uh, that's it, plain and simple. Back to the Celtics. Young, inexperienced team. They rode out the King to seven games. Um, Listen, the Cavs are in trouble, though, in the finals. I know I say don't bet against LeBron James, but you do if it's the Golden State Warriors. (laughs) And I know we're going to get into that game later. Or even Houston, right? Uh, yeah, but you know, I think Houston, I think the Cavs are definitely rooting for Houston tonight, I think I for sure. But I do think whoever wins tonight's Game 7 Western Conference Final is definitely going to win the NBA Finals. But um, listen, uh, it's going to be interesting what LeBron does because I don't think he can hang with those teams. But listen, the guy is great. He, he saw greatness last night. He did what he did all series. The team's been on his back. They did it with no Kevin Love. Um, the Celtics, they took some terrible threes. They had nobody to go to. Jason Tatum rode hot until the fourth quarter. Um, they're just inexperienced. Kick them at the end, and LeBron has all the experience in the world, and he outmanned uh, them in those uh, late in that fourth quarter. Few things you brought up. First of all, Jeff Green, could you have gotten? Could oh you have gotten God. any more out of this guy last night? Comes Did in. Did you hear the what they called him on the broadcast? No. That Jeff refused to lose Green. This guy probably didn't score double-digit points the whole series, so he dropped his 19 last night. But listen, that's what LeBron needs. He needed yeah. somebody to step up. Uh, George Hill actually led the team in uh, point differential. Something I always look at. He was plus 24. Highest on the team, and the last two games, you really got something out of him. Only six points, but uh, decent on defense. You got something out of him, which you needed to get something out of everybody last night. Do you like points differential? I do. Yeah? I really do. I think it's a little far-fetched stat. Do you really? Yeah, I mean, I, I could get a plus-minus just by standing on the court not doing anything. You could, but you could also, you know, be minus 15 for standing out there That's also, a good one, so. though. Jordan tells a good one. I don't want to take away from that stat. Plus but, 24 uh, last night, I mean. Sometimes I mean, that's a little, you know, that stat doesn't mean as much as you might think. Something I always look at. Jeff Green last night, like you mentioned, 3 of 4. Um, I'm sorry, 2 of 9 from 3. 7 of 14 from the field, 19 points. LeBron James, though, Vinny, had 35 points, 15 rebounds, 9 assists, 1 shy of a triple-double, 2 blocks. One was uh, <laughs> posterizing, as they like to say. He just stood there. After. Uh, listen, the guy brings it on both sides of the, uh, of the floor. It's, he's not just an offensive specimen. He's not just a uh, passer. The guy is a great defender as well. I, one thing I always give him, he is, should always be nominated for the defensive player of the year, year in, year out. That's something he doesn't get enough credit for. Completely agree with you. Uh, Jason Tatum, though, uh, on the other side, Vinny, yeah, Boston lost. They hadn't lost all series at home until last night, but Jason Tatum is a star in the making. I agree with that, honestly. And like I said, I'm a big Tar Heel guy, so I don't really like him coming from the Blue Devils over there. But listen, this kid is good, and they were very smart. Danny Ainge is just 
showing everybody that he's the best GM in basketball, and he got the best coach. And look what he's doing with these draft picks. He passed on Markel Foles. He even got extra draft picks for it, trading with the Sixers. They got Markel Foles. They beat the Sixers in the play- playoffs. And like you said, I think Jason Tatum is definitely turning into a star. He's going to be a nice piece with uh, Kyrie and Gordon Hayward next year. And Al Horford, Vinny, somebody when he was with Atlanta, I don't think ever got the respect or the acknowledgement that he deserves. 100% agree with that. But uh, 17 points last night. He, again, uh, all series, all playoffs, I should say, really just a big force to be messed with. This is one of the most underrated centers in the league. You're spot on, as you like to say, Mike. Um, Al Horford, he got lost in the mix over there in Atlanta. You put him on a winning team like that. He's just a pure veteran, this guy. He he quietly dishes some assists. Uh, he gets the rebounds. He even hits threes. He does it all, and he just does it quietly. He's just a natural guy. But he even he got into it with the crowd last night. He yeah. was feeding off that Game 7 momentum. That was the closest he ever came to winning, uh, you know, going to the NBA Finals. This guy won a couple times with Florida, national title games, but in the NBA never had that success. Uh, Vinny, Terry Rozier came back to earth a little bit after the magical playoff run that he's had, and he's been good, folks. I mean, he, he really has. But 0 for 10 from 3, 2 of 14 from the field, 4 points. Eventually, uh, you know, listen, I'm not going to question uh, Brad Stevens, but eventually you, you have to do something. <laughs> yeah, Terry Rozier was taking some terrible, terrible shots. Um he had no business taking those shots. I think he was part of the uh, inexperienced shots I was talking about in the fourth quarter. He had a lot to do with it. What was his three-point uh, – what was he shooting for three? Oh, 10. Oh, 10. Like, stop shooting him. <laughs> After 0-5, he probably should have stopped. From the field. And I could have sworn he took at least four of them in the uh, fourth quarter. They were just settling for threes, not attacking. The Boston Celtics were down in, with eight minutes, and they were winning. With eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, they were in the bonus. Yeah. And they're settling for jump shots. Yeah. How do you not attack the hoop? Get these guys in foul trouble and get yourself points on the free throw line, especially for a good free throw shooting team like the Boston Celtics. I was terrible at them. I can't believe Brad Stevens wasn't telling them, drive, drive, drive. Instead, Three they were settling. In the first two minutes of the fourth. Yes, they were <laughs> settling for these threes instead, and that's what really cost them this, uh, this team that game. They also didn't shoot well, Vinny. 34% from the field for Boston uh, and 17.9 from three if you're the Celtics. So, Ouch. I mean, you just, yeah, 17.9. And the Cavs weren't good from three. The 25.7 is nothing to brag about. But they did get the job done and low-scoring game, and you move on from there. Experience. That's all it came down to, game seven. Experience. Finally, the home court wasn't a factor. As much as it looked like it, the Celtics had like a seven-point lead going in a half. Um, it got diminished to five or four going in a half. They, they crumbled. They couldn't close out quarters the way they should have. Uh, the Cavs did. The Cavs closed out the quarters uh, the way you have to close out quarters. Now, we don't know what's going to happen with LeBron. I'm going to read you the odds in a minute, uh, the biggest release of what team he's going to go to uh, possibly, you know, next season. But if you're Boston, you're a Boston Celtic fan, you have to feel pretty damn good about your chances in the East next year, regardless if LeBron stays, uh, you know, in the East, doesn't stay, whatever, wherever he's he goes. in the East. He likes this cakewalk. That team, uh, if Tatum emerges, Rozier, uh, a nice, you know, sixth man possibly, who knows, uh, with Kyrie coming back, Gordon Hayward coming back, and, you know, you don't know what you do in free agency or trades or draft or whatever, you have to feel pretty good about the Boston Celtics. Not much is going to change with them. I know Marcus Smart is a free agent, and uh, he apparently wants some big money. He said uh, they asked him what his market thing is going to be. Uh, he thinks his market is over 10. He, think, he said on more than 10 to 15 million a year. He's out of his mind. So I don't think he, does, his mind. he doesn't get more than 15 mil. Yeah, but listen, look at Tim Hardaway Jr. These guys get paid well, this. I you mean, know, the, the, this is the NBA. You, it's unbelievable the contracts these guys get. He probably will get $15 million a year. That young team know a contract and Tim Hardaway contract <laughs> are flat-out robbers. Yes, they are. Robbers. And that's killing the teams. Uh, for us Knicks fans out there, that's not happy. Uh, that's not very good contracts to have on our books. But uh, back to the Celtics. Uh, they got a draft pick now. They always have draft picks, this, this team. And like you said, where they are, getting where they were without Kyrie and without Gordon Hayward, it's uh, definitely this team's going to be a force to reckon with in the East. One team going forward in the East for the next five years, who's the better team, Boston or Philly? Um, Boston. A lot of youth on both Boston. Boston. Okay. And, that, right. and I think Philly's pretty good. And I think Philly is definitely a good landing spot for LeBron because I don't think he's going to stay in Cleveland. And I think he'd be really dumb to go to the West. And obviously he knows what's going on. Unless they're going to do – unless Adam Silver is going to make it the 1-16 to 16 and get rid of the conferences, uh-huh. uh, he is not going out west because he knows he is still better than anybody and he can carry any team like he just did now to go to the uh, NBA Finals every single year as long as he stays in the east. That's why I think Philadelphia actually might be a pretty good spot for him. So bet online, release these odds, Vinny, of LeBron's next team. Uh, Cavs plus 110, they are the lowest. 76 is plus 150, second. Wow. Lakers plus 500, Rockets plus 600, Warriors 14 to 1, Heat 16 to 1, Clippers <laughs> 20 to 1. Oh, I would love to see him go to Golden State. <laughs> he ruined basketball already by going to the Heat and starting the super team thing. Let's just ruin it some more. Please go to Golden State. That would be the funniest thing if LeBron does that. He, Kevin Durant out LeBron, LeBron by going to Golden State. Let 
LeBron out Durant, Durant, and go to Golden State. Just ruin the NBA for good. Just do it. I would love that. But I'm very surprised by the Sixers' odds, actually. Plus 150, you said? Yep. Wow. That's, uh, that's an interesting one. So it's definitely consideration. Moving on for LeBron, Vinny. Uh, another game seven tonight. Uh, Golden State and Houston. Uh, just a, a huge game. We told You told me before we went on the air that uh, Iguodala is out, which is another huge loss. Chris Paul, game time decision. Game starts at nine, so they have a couple hours there, two hours to figure that out. He's you think go he out. plays? I do. I, I can't see him not playing. I uh, don't know how much or how effective, but I can't see him not playing. I don't think – I think if he's hurt, they can't put him on the court against the Warriors. If he can't run with them, he can't do it. I don't think he could – I don't think he's going to play if he's not 100%. I don't think he plays tonight. Um, what was the last you saw the spread at for tonight? I got it at six, and the second I bet the six, it went down to five. So I probably should have waited on that a little uh, longer. But, yeah, it's Golden State uh, minus five right now. And the over-under is 208. Golden State money line minus 235. Rocket money line at home on their home court plus 195. And, uh, Vinny, before we get to who you like and, and why tonight, 21 turnovers for Houston in game six. They just really uh, – listen, James Harden did what he could and uh, was knocking down threes and really played a good game. But um, – 21 turnovers is just – it's unacceptable. The Warriors got back to that Warrior basketball, but, I mean, the turnovers is on the Rockets. That's not – the Warriors is playing extra at home. Um, it, you can't turn the ball over against the Golden State Warriors. You can't turn the ball over against anybody in the NBA playoffs. But if you're going to do it against the Warriors, you're going to pay big time. Uh, no big with tonight. Big deal. They're 0-2 without him. Um, actually, he didn't play game six, right? Right, so 1-1. So 1-2. So one uh, one they are without him. Uh, so that's that's a big loss. But uh, if they're not going to have Chris Paul – this isn't going to be a game, if you ask me. I don't think James Harden, he's notorious for coming up short in these games now. I don't think he can carry the load on his own because it was Chris Paul who brought this game to go into the Oracle with the Rockets up 3-2. And uh, James Harden wasn't there. He couldn't hit a three for his life in that game. So I don't think they could do it without Paul. And uh, I don't, as good as Harden is, I don't think he has enough in him to do it. Do you think – and listen, they had a lead for a little bit of game six. They did, uh, Houston. Do you think they just ran out of steam? you think that they – uh, Horton, uh, Harden and, and Gordon, uh, Gordon's been terrific. Do you think they just ran out of steam or do you think that this was Golden State actually going out there and winning a game? Cause I'm not convinced. I'm really not. It's a good question. That's a really good question. Mike, I'm going to say a little bit of both. Um, I, I'm going to give the Warriors more credit. I think they know that they, uh, had to play their best basketball. Have so, we seen their best basketball though? Um, I don't think you have. That wasn't, yeah. I mean, I, I guess their 40 point victory was their best basketball. You right. Say, yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, they're gonna, you're going to have to see it tonight. Who do you think is going to score the most of the Warriors tonight? Uh, I think it's going to be Durant. I think after game six, 23 points, one of five from three, Vinny, and six of 17 in the field. And this is a guy that doesn't need to, but for some reason he is chucking up threes, pointless threes for no reason. Uh, I think he needs to step up. I really do. I think Durant gets his points no matter what, but I think it's crucial that Steph Curry goes out there and drops 30 tonight. Uh, Clay Thompson came up huge for them in game Nine six. Nine of 14 from this three. This guy is Mr. Game 6, apparently. Look at his Game 6 track record. He has notoriously big numbers now. I expect him to use Claymore. He's been the best player for the Warriors the whole series, honestly. And they go away from him sometimes because of the star power. Get Clay involved, get him involved early, and that's going to open up Durant and Curry to have a great game. So who do you like tonight? You told me you bet uh, the Warriors given 6. Yep. That's fine. On board. No problem. I think they win. I uh, I don't really like the points, but I'm – more confident in the Warriors covering than uh, the Rockets getting the points at home. I'll tell you what I like more, the under. The under. Unders in game seven. Look how much under room we had in last night's game. And I said it in the NHL playoffs, too. Unders in game seven. Everybody plays their toughest deed. Nobody wants to give up points. So they're going to play extra hard. You actually see defense. Uh, I like the under as the best bet tonight. Goon, Golden State or Houston tonight, game seven? Golden State. Golden State. Maybe we can get those picks up on Twitter, then uh, reach out to Rob and get his, and, uh, and we'll see. But, uh, I mean, listen, Golden State, Vinny, they have the pieces, they have the players. They're really – there's no excuse. And there will be – if Paul doesn't play after Kawhi not playing last year, the excuses will be out there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, uh, listen, Chris Paul and James Harden, they get criticized for coming up short. But, listen, look at what the NBA has been. Look at the last NBA Finals, the last four years. It's been the same two teams. And it's guess tough. what? It's going to happen again. You're going to see the Warriors versus the Cavs, and it's going to happen one more year, and then we'll see if it's going to change because we don't know what LeBron's doing. Right. But, uh, listen, that's what's going to happen. Um, I, was, I was impressed with the Rockets. I actually had the series going five. I was one of those people overreacting when the Warriors blew them out. Um, game one and everything, I thought it was going five. I'm impressed they got the seven, but with this Chris Paul injury, no shot they win tonight. And I could be on the other side of that, Vinny. I'm more of um, – I'm impressed with Houston. I really am, and I am a little hesitant to back – 
Golden State as uh, confidently as you are. So should be a good game. Uh, another game tonight, Vinny. Uh, we've been actually last night, game seven, tonight, game seven. Today's some day baseball. And in the NHL tonight, uh, great two days of sports. You have the Capitals and Golden Knights kicking off game one, Stanley Cup final, my Vegas Golden Knights against <laughs> your uh, Alexander Ovechkin. <laughs> um, Back on the train, baby. <laughs> Uh, it should be awesome. And uh, listen, Vegas, uh, just from reading around the, the papers and watching the NHL Network, the whole uh, area has really embraced the Vegas Golden Knights, Vinny. Uh, Celine Dion at her concert the other night at Caesars Palace came out to sing in a Marc-Andre Fleury jersey. Um, New York, New York, the hotel, the Statue of Liberty has a huge jersey uh, dressed over her. <laughs> so they have completely embraced the Vegas Golden Knights. And it's great. It's been great for the city, obviously. Um we all we talked about the story all year. How it's insane what they're doing. How nobody had them where they are, and here they are. And it's time. It is finally time to see an expansion team in the Stanley Cup Finals at home ice tonight. Uh, are we going to see the celebration of Victory Parade on the Strip uh, in a couple weeks? Now it was the question. You are. I think you see the Vegas Golden Knights uh, win it. I think it's in seven. And listen, they're almost playing with house money. Imagine, and I like that. They <laughs> are playing on words. There. <laughs> They're playing with house money. All the pressure is on the Washington Capitals. The house always wins, Mike. (laughs) Well, there you go. (laughs) The Washington Capitals, um, the pressure's on them. The pressure's on Ovechkin. Yeah, they got here, but they they need to win that cup, Vinny. It has to get off Ovechkin. Vegas Golden Knights expect to win 20 games. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I don't know the exact over under. 501 odds. But it wasn't it was supposed to be the playoffs. It wasn't supposed to go to the Stanley Cup final. So to me, they are cool, calm, and collected. They are relaxed. They have home ice advantage. All the pressure is on the Washington Capitals. Yeah, but the Caps got to be feeling pretty good finally getting here. And they know this is their chance to do it, especially Alex Ovechkin. He knows. And I just think it's, I know I keep giving Vegas no love with the expansion stuff. Yeah, have um, I just, I don't know. They got where they are, so I got to get over it. But I think the Capitals' momentum just might be too much. I think they know everything that's been going on with this team, always choking. They're finally here. They have to do it. And that's why I'm going to stick with my prediction of the Caps in six. But I'm going to tell you, I am rooting for the Vegas Golden Knights. And Vegas now, um, with their series, Vinny, they've got eight days off. So um, Good or bad for them? Yeah, I think it's pretty good in hockey. You know, in football, uh, with the bye week, I'm not sure. I'm not so sure. I'm not convinced. I, I feel like that's a different, uh, a different environment. But with hockey and uh, you know, every shift you're hitting somebody and just um, the injuries that build up that you don't hear about till after the eight days off. I feel like that is kind of an advantage. It's uh, always something interesting. I always, uh, I don't know if you want to go off the momentum, the game seven right. win, and go right in, or you want you to get that both. time off. Yeah. I'm, I'm usually one of those people you want to ride hot. Yep. You just keep the thing rolling. You don't want to burn off. You don't want to cool down, you know, yep. and the, the time off. So that's another reason why I like the Capitals. As for tonight's spread, though, yep. um, it's obviously been open for a while since the Capitals made the Stanley Cup. It was as low as the Vegas Golden Knights at minus 125. It looks like the public of Las Vegas is putting a lot of money on them because it's at 155 now, Wow, Golden Knights. So that's a big jump. Uh, minus 155 favorites. At, if you want to grab their puck line, it's plus 178. You like the under, you said tonight. I do like the well, under. Well, you got to pay a little bit for it, so you, you might be on to something. Minus 145 for five and a half yeah. on the under. Uh, the over pays out a nice plus 125. I know Rob likes his overs, so yep. maybe that's something he want looks at, uh, wants to look at. Capitals money line is plus 135. So anybody who likes that cat momentum, that is a nice little payout for you if you like that. But as for game one, Mike, my prediction, yes, I'm riding with the Knights and I'm riding with your under. What if I told you Washington's 8-2 in the playoffs on the road? Uh, I know that. Yeah, they've been <laughs> the road warriors, that's for sure. Um, Still fine, Vegas at home? The Caps just don't make sense. They don't make sense. So I any, any stat with the Capitals right now, I can't look at it. I can't take it seriously. I, they're so unpredictable. I can't take that seriously. I'm riding with the Knights. I think that atmosphere is going to be absolutely electric tonight. I can't wait to see the pregame ceremony, uh, whatever they're going to do, 825 kickoff over there. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be really cool. I, I like the Knights to win their first ever Stanley Cup game tonight. Completely agree with you. I like Vegas. I like it close, 2-1, to 3-2, to two, something like that. I think it's the under. Vinny just told you that the uh, public seems to be on the under also. So I do think Vegas gets the win uh, tonight as well. And Vinny, these two teams met twice in the regular season. Vegas won 3 nothing in Vegas back in December, and Vegas won 4-3 to in Washington back in February on a late tuck goal. So they won both times they met during the regular season. Who was in net for the Caps? Any idea? Uh, no, I don't know. I know you're head. big on Holpe. Yes. And I, absolutely you should be. He was just going to work that out. Who played goalie for the Caps both those games? If it's not Holpe, 
then I don't care about that. If it was Holpe, then that's a very interesting stat if you ask me. I'm thinking uh, that it was Holpe for both. But, Goon, one was December, one was February. I'm sure you could find that out. Uh, and while Goon looks for that, Vinny, uh, we'll move into baseball here a little bit. Um, crazy. <laughs> Absolutely crazy day. Um, they're showing it now on MLB, so we'll get right to it. Uh, the video's up on our Twitter. I posted a picture on Facebook. They're showing it right now for us in front of us. The Anthony Rizzo slide uh, today, the Cubs and the Pirates, bases loaded, one out, and uh, ball hit the third. Third base becomes home to the catcher. Catcher gets the ball, goes to go to first base for the double play, and Rizzo comes with a slide where he uh, he does intentionally try to take out the legs, but the home plate is still uh, in a reachable area, which is the rule if you're going to second base, but you have to be able to touch it. You tell me, dirty slide or clean slide? Big Mike, that's a dirty slide right there. He is not in the baseline. The catcher is well ahead of the home plate, and he's going in there. I understand what he's trying to do, Rizzo, but listen, uh, the MLB took away the whole collisions at home plate. So basically, you can't even touch the catcher. For him to go in that baseline, not on home plate like that, that is a dirty slide by Anthony Rizzo. And Goon, uh, if you could retweet that video, it's at the top of Twitter right now for anybody listening. Uh, anybody on Facebook, check it out. You can go on Twitter. You can even Google it. The play, the, uh, play will come right up, I'm sure. At Over the Top Sport. Yeah, no S. No S. <laughs> uh, Vinny, I completely disagree with you. I think I have no problem with the slide whatsoever. Um, his body, not even his hand being able to reach home plate, his body still touches home plate. So it's not that far away from home plate. And what are you supposed to do? Just let the double play happen so you don't get any runs? You have to break up the double play. You do. Because they took away the collision rule is why I have to say this is a dirty slide. I mean, naturally, I'm all for – I want any contact as possible, especially in the game of baseball, add some contact to the game. But uh, he's, he's not in the baseline, Mike. Look at that slide. It's a dirty slide. And it's official. Chris Paul is out tonight wow. for the Golden State Warriors. So that line might be moving Golden State. So maybe you it's going to go it. back to the six I got of that. No Chris Paul tonight. That is not a good look for the Rockets. Uh, and, Vinny, let me read the rule, the exact rule from MLB. Um, yeah, let's it hear is this. Rule, official baseball rule 7.13, collisions at home plate. <laughs> A runner attempting to score may not deviate from his direct pathway to the plate in order to initiate contact with the catcher. Now, after reading that rule, it does. I mean, Eric Burns is an idiot sliding <laughs> on uh, turf grass in MLE Studios. But, Vinny, after reading uh, that rule, Rizzo does initiate contact with the catcher. So it's against the rule. I just don't agree with the rule. Well,. If it's against the rule, then it's a dirty slide, plain and simple, right? But there's, there has to be intent. There's no intent there for uh, for an injury. How did you, you just say he intentionally did it? He intentionally tried to break up the double play, but he's not intentionally trying to make it a dirty slide, or I don't think that's intent at all. Well, I'll tell you one thing for sure. Uh, hopefully the Pirates, they don't have a lot of flamethrowers in their lineup. They might want to pull, <laughs> a, they they want to pull a page out of uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, get your bullpen guy in there, whoever throws the hardest, and plunk Anthony Rizzo. I mean, he's used to getting plunked anyway. Nobody gets hit more than that guy. But listen, that's a dirty slide. His first that bad, he is taking a fastball tomorrow. I completely disagree. I mean, you can't if you let the double play happen, you're, just absolutely, you're giving up a run. It is ridiculous. And if you want to say that's the rule, that's the rule of five. But now baseball is becoming the softest sport in America. This would be a much bigger deal. This happened to like Wilson Contreras or Gary Sanchez, uh, you know, a big name catcher, not uh, the backup catcher for the Pirates. Right. You'd be hearing a bigger outraw if it happened to a really good guy. Imagine that happened. I mean, the Mets is a bad example, but imagine that happened to your Mets. <laughs> like uh, that, you don't want to see a player get that's a dirty slide. <laughs> the, uh, the rule book states it. This is the second your time Bible. Also. This happened last year with Rizzo uh, at a play at the plate. I think it was San Diego. Goon, maybe after you find the games, you can check that out. But uh, give Keep me a ton of work tonight. <laughs> Perfect. No hockey videos tonight, Goon. Um, I'm pretty sure Rizzo, this is the second time, Vinny, he did this in San Diego, sliding into the catcher at San Diego. For the, it's the same exact thing. Um, so who knows? I like to give him the benefit of the doubt. But um, listen, you have to be able to break up a double play. You can go to second base to break up a double play. As long as your hand touches the base, it's fine which means you can slide a foot or two to the left, a foot or two to the right. As long as your hand can reach second base without going past second base, it's fine. How come it's not the same for home plate? Guess what? You're right. I'm all for that, to do that for your team, but it's still a dirty slide. It doesn't make it right in terms of the book. I don't mind him doing that. I like him doing that to break up the double play. Ridiculous. But in the rule book, it states, you read the rule book, and right there, it says exactly what you need to know. That was a dirty slide, and that's that's all it is. It's a dirty slide. Ugh. Uh, there was some other baseball today besides the Rizzo fiasco, Vinny. Um, Houston Astros, uh, first of all, Jose Altuve went on a 10-for-10 10 10 stretch where he had 10 hits in uh, 10 straight at-bats. 
10 straight plate appearances with no walks mixed in, no hit by pitch mixed in, 10 for 10, which uh, is Filling incredible. Filling up the stat sheet. Uh, Altuve, he wasn't the Altuve you were expecting this year, reigning MVP, obviously, yep. and uh, that's all it takes. A, a 10, 10 at bat, 10, uh, 10 hits, and now your numbers are right where you want them. Hit a home run today. Uh, so before we get to the rest of baseball, Vinny, um, I asked you and Rob a question maybe about two weeks ago. I think I put it in the chat. In fantasy baseball-wise, would you have rather the rest of the season, not a keeper league, Jose Altuve or Ozzy Albies? Altuve. Altuve. And there are people out there, you can find them on Twitter, they wrote on our page, that they would have picked Ozzy Albies. And I'm not saying anything against Ozzy Albies, so I had a terrific season, but this is Jose Altuve. This is a, an established, defending, reigning MVP yeah. we're talking about here. Albies hasn't played 162 games yet. Exactly. So you want the guy with the guaranteed production, right. who's done it over a consistent amount of time, then Albies, who just had a really hot two-month start for the season. The top five pick. Exactly. Exactly. Altuve for sure. Who knows? Albies could be the right answer, but you're talking safety right here. I don't know how you for pick season. against the reigning MVP. Season. Yeah, just exactly. this year, easily Altuve. There's a reason why he was a first-round pick. There's a reason why he won the MVP last year, and Albies is probably undrafted or drafted extremely late in leagues. Uh, Good. I didn't mean to cut you off there. What was the answer for the two games at uh, goalie? One and one. He played one. Uh, Bauer played one. And, uh, and Halpy. All right. All interesting. So, interesting. there you go. Uh, also, yesterday, Vinny, we saw Ken Giles. Although he pitched a scoreless inning today, um, went out there. Nice run cushion, gave up three runs without recording it out. His ERA heading into today's game, I don't have it after today's game, is 5.06. And for some reason, he is still the closer, which is absolutely ridiculous. It's time to get this guy out of there. Uh, Houston, that's their problem now. They're bullpen. They need this guy to not be the closer. Maybe make Brad Peacock the closer. I don't know what they've been using with Dominsky, him. Dominsky, how? Uh, I mean, anybody. I guess Peacock's been there. Andrew Miller, the guy who comes in when the, the dirty business is on the table. Right. Uh, but listen, he's the best pitcher they have in the bullpen. You might want him to close because Giles has not got it done this year. And he's not getting it done against the uh, playoff teams from last year. The Yankees lit him up. Yeah. And now the Indians just lit him up because that was a terrible <sighs> choke job. By the Astros against the Cleveland Indians. Well, it was five runs in the ninth, right? Yeah. Five runs in the ninth. They had a, a five-run lead. He gave up three of those. In the ninth. Yeah, he wasn't uh, responsible for right. all of them. And then Harris he, he started gave up it. two. He right. started it. And was? 5.06. 4.76. So he pitched a scoreless inning today. It might have went down. But still, as your closer, you cannot have an ERA at 4.76. is ridiculous. Um, I do think they'll be in the market for a closer, Vinny. And uh, Zach Britton's name was mentioned for them last year. If he comes back, probably by um, another two or three weeks before we see him with the Orioles, uh, he could be a perfect fit for that team. But are the Orioles ever going to have saved chances? Is well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> they should go out there at Houston and you know, trade him before, healthy, before he's even out there. Try right? and get him if you're Houston. You need a legitimate closer on this team. If you want to make it Peacock, you want to make it Davinsky, fine. But you're weakening the rest of that bullpen because Ken Giles sucks. Ken Giles, uh, I think they're going to stick with him because he had a decent track record going into this year. But um, naturally, if this keeps up, He's definitely going to lose his spot, and they got to be in uh, the market for a closer. Um, and I don't know what they did today off the top of my head. I'm sure they won, though. They did. They Houston, beat the Yankees 5-1. Yeah, um, oh, we'll get to the Yankees in a minute. But, Vinny, yesterday, Chris Sale, um, you acquired him in fantasy. I acquired him in fantasy. He was rocked by Atlanta. It happens. <laughs> it, happens. it does. ERA sits at 2.76, which is still very good. 104 Ks in 75 innings. Outstanding. Why am I concerned about Chris Sale? You're not. I am. Why? I, I don't. I, after <laughs> yesterday's start, I just feel like he has not been as dominant as we've seen as last year. Um, he's still got a ridiculous uh, strikeout ratio. He, he was dominant until the start. He got rocked. It happened. There was a few starts mixed in there. Let's see if we can pull that up. There was another start where he gave up, I think it was three runs and only went about five innings. He has been running uh, pitch counts where he's getting pulled out, and, uh, pulled out of games in like the sixth and seventh inning. He hasn't really gone deep into games because of his pitch count. But, I mean, listen, this is a guy who usually starts fading off late in the year. He starts uh, cooling down and getting tired. Uh, it's, it's a little early to panic. You should not be concerned about Chris Sale. This guy is still uh, a Cy Young candidate. He will be fine. So he only went five against Oakland. The ERA was a 3.6 that game. So that's probably about three runs there. Uh, Toronto, he went complete game. That was ridiculous. Uh, and then at Toronto, he had a 4.50 and Oakland again. So maybe it's just Oakland. I don't know. <laughs> Oakland, uh, for two bad starts and then the one in Toronto, but I just, um, I don't know the velocity down in the beginning of that season. I am a little concerned with Chris sale. I am not. I think he, uh, is definitely going to come out after a bad start like that and pitch uh, incredibly well in his next game. Uh, who does Boston play this week? Not sure. Goon, you want to find that one out, too? Goon, you got a busy night here tonight. Busy night, Goon. 
Uh, then on Saturday, we talked about Rob asked us what we thought of Andrew Miller. Uh, the numbers have not been there. If we thought it was mental, we thought it was physical. Well, later that day, he was placed on the DL now with knee inflammation. Second injury of the season, second time on the DL already. Are you concerned now about Andrew Miller? Definitely. Definitely, definitely. And this is a man in his contract year, as I like to uh, always point out. And he's uh, not been worth the money as of now. I mean, naturally, he has a great resume. We all know what he's done in the past. But obviously, something was up with him. And the knee infiltration probably is a big result of why he's been pitching bad. Let's give him some time. I'm sure he'll come back and play up time and pitch well and be returned to the old Andrew Miller. Good. So, two more against the Blue Jays and then four games in Houston. Wow. Yeah, Houston. Yeah, he's Ooh, going to Houston. I was, I was hoping it wasn't going to be a team <laughs> in like Houston? that. In Houston? In Houston. Wow. You know what? <laughs> he's going to be cheap for you betters out there. I'll yes, tell you that. Is. You're going to get a discounted Chris Sale. You'll probably never get a cheaper <clears throat> one than that. Click on uh, ESPN and see if you can get the problem for their, uh, wherever he's pitching. Wonder I, I wonder who he's lined up with. Yeah, Verlander, Cole. Well, Verlander went today. Right. So, and uh, so Sale say, was yesterday. Sale was yesterday. Uh, so, pitch yesterday for the Astros, you know, a fan. Was it Morton? No, I don't. It was Cole. Gary Cole. Cole. So that's probably who he's matched up with. All right, so that should be an interesting series. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll really find out what's up with Chris Sell because if something's up, the Astros will hit him. Yesterday also we posted the video on Twitter. You can go find it. Uh, Ronald Acuna, Vinny, was one of the scarier injuries we've seen in baseball. Somebody tweeted it to us. They said on the broadcast, it looked exactly like the Bryce Harper injury. Ouch, baby. Uh, Very quick. ouch. Sell's uh, slated to go Friday and to be announced for Houston. So they didn't. Uh, they might have a day off mixed yeah, in there, and yeah, they'll figure out the rotation. So Cole did go yesterday. I know that he went seven innings, got the win. Uh, another great start by him. He's uh, been something else this year, yeah. right? Yep. All the Yankee fans, uh, a lot of them, myself included, didn't want him. And look yep. at Gary Cole, what he's doing for Houston. How do you not take him? You and yeah, you and Mike sat on this couch telling me you did not want. Gary I wasn't Cole. traded Quinn Frazier for him. They wanted too much. And now. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'd take him, but um, I don't know. I don't Yankee know. fans, I'll take him. Uh, I, I'm happy. I'm happy I have my prospects still. Uh, back to the Okuna injury. It looked just like Bryce Harper. Vinny running through the bag, hyperextending that knee. Um, they brought out a wheelchair for him, but uh, turns out today he's on the DL, but maybe the best uh, case scenario, sprained knee, back contusion on the DL, no timetable, but it looks like a major injury was avoided. That looked like he was missing the rest of the season. That was, looked very, very painful. The still shot of where you can see the knee bend. Yeah. Very ugly. Um, I'm glad the injury wasn't that bad because this is obviously one of the top prospects we've seen in a long time. And he's come up and he's already living up to the name. Um, it's too bad because the Braves, they needed this guy. And he was carrying the team. He's he's one of those big names. He's going to be one of those uh, bats of the future, honestly, yeah. Acuna. So. Hopefully they get him back soon, but obviously great news that I thought that was immediate season-ending injury just from the looks of it. Benny, one team that uh, I know I was on the under four. I don't know if you were also. The Detroit Tigers are 24-29. and 29. They are second in the American League Central. What a terrible division, <laughs> Big Mike. 24-29 uh, gets you second place in the division. Uh, they're getting Miggy back this week. So let's say pretender or contender for this division. Uh, pretender. Uh, it's still the Indians division. They're only two games above 500. And how many games up are they? Three and a half lead with only two uh, two games above 500, the Indians. That's their division. That division is so bad. So who's going to take second place in this division? Right now it's Cleveland, Detroit, Minnesota, Kansas City, and Chicago. You're right. Besides Cleveland, these teams suck. Minnesota's definitely taking second. I, I agree, but where is it? Brian Dozier, where are you? They're only a half game back from the Tigers in second right now. I know. But the Twins are definitely – They definitely uh, have the most talent. Uh, they'll probably go on a decent run. Uh, the, the Twins just haven't been on, like, any streaks, you know, this year. And, yeah, where is Brian Dozier? This is supposed to be the best uh, – one of the best hitting second basemen in the league. Not seeing it this year. Uh, a little disappointed from Dozier, who is also in line for a contract year. <laughs> Three and seven in the last ten, Minnesota. Miggy back this week, Vinny. Um even with him back, that the whole team is just a joke, if you ask me. I think they still still somehow finish fourth in this division, maybe third over Kansas City, but nothing to be proud of. Uh, Are you a little disappointed with the White Sox? I am. Because yeah. I thought they'd be a little better than this. Yeah. And my boy Lucas Giolito, he, he sucks. sucks. <laughs> yeah. He's Carson Fulmer sucks. Uh, I think Kopich could hopefully be good out of the out of all of them. I know Carlos Rodon is rehabbing. Hopefully he's getting back. There's a ton of arms, Vinny, and there are a ton of names that with all this hype, but not one of them has lived up to it. And now you're probably not going to see them. They're going to be in no contention. Uh, listen, I'm not very good at picking out these uh, starting pitching prospects, it looks like. 
because only Walker Bueller was I right about. Walker I, Tyler Glass now <laughs> and Lucas Giolito. These guys have not been successful pitchers so far. And we'll get to Walker Bueller in a minute, but he's just been absolutely ridiculous. Sud. Uh, Vinny, today, Yankees, another loss. But uh, Didi goes to seven, Glaber Torres to five. Well about deserved. time. Yeah. About time. Unfortunately, they lost today, but, I mean, that's Verlander being Verlander and pitching great. That's all that was. But it's about time he, he switched the lineup around. We have Greg Bird back. They designated uh, Torres. Oh, he hit a home down. run today. Yeah, Greg Bird went deep. It's good to have him back in the lineup. A lefty power bat finally in a dominant right-handed lineup. DD is batting where he belongs right now. We, you see the numbers. The first 25 games, the last 23 games, it speaks for itself. The guy has literally had – he actually hit today, thank God. Maybe yeah. that breaks him out of it. But the Two guy has literally been in such a slump, and it's about time to drop in the lineup because you can't have him in between the two big boppers of uh, Stanton and Judge – with just an automatic out pretty much on him. Where does Torres fit uh, on this team long-term, Vinny, at, uh, in the batting order? You see him as more of a, a leadoff for number two, because with his ability to make contact, to me, he's the ideal number two hitter. Absolutely. I was just going to say, he's such a perfect ideal number two hitter. Uh, I don't. I hate the idea of putting your best hitter two. I'm definitely for the best hitter three. You're supposed to put your best contact hitter number yep. two, and that looks like it's Gleyber Torres on this team. This kid's a stud, and I think that number two hole is where he belongs, and he should be there for a very long time. The Toronto Blue Jays will stay in the East for a minute. Uh, they're 25 and 29. They're not going anywhere anytime soon. Josh Donaldson left with an injury today. We don't know the extent of that. Supposedly, it's not too serious. This guy's getting banged up. He sucks. Contract year. Think... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, on Thursday, Vinny, they started catcher Russell Martin and former Yankee at shortstop. Today, left field. What the hell are the Toronto Blue Jays doing starting Russell Martin everywhere possible? They are making him flexible for you fantasy owners. That's what they're doing. Uh, I mean, naturally, why would you play Russell Martin anywhere besides catcher? But I don't know what they're doing. Uh, who is their backup catcher that he's not catching? I don't know. Goon, you want to uh, actually I'll tell you what they or. should be doing. They should be promoting Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Because he's not past his deadline. His oh, he's really so stupid. I, can't I agree with you, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I know. That's how it goes. But To gain another year of eligibility for Vlad Guerrero, who's hitting bomb after bomb? Yeah, you can't So they can't up. bring him up at all this year. Uh, Mally is the best. Yeah. This guy can't be good. Luke no, Mally, you ever hear of him? I haven't. I think Guerrero will be up at some point, but I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Even if this Donaldson injury is serious, Donaldson's batting 234 on the season, so... Contract year. Well, let me tell you something. The Blue Jays have a shot at that second wild card. They're, no way. How bad this AL oh, is? Oh, stop. No, the second wild card? The, the second wild card is obviously coming from the – the first one's coming from the East. We know that. Boston and the Yankees are getting in. The second wild card, who's going to get it? As of now, I think it's Seattle. The Angels, Seattle, and Toronto Blue Jays. Oh, what's, my what's the Angels God. record? That's true. The Angels are pretty good this year. Real quick, uh, yeah. the guy is batting 277, two home runs, 14 RBIs. Oh, Mally, the catcher? Nothing too crazy. I'm not surprised the stolen base are catchers nice, but yeah, who's their shortstop? That uh, obviously it's not Tulowitzki. You have Solardi <laughs> leading the team in uh, in home runs. You have he's having a nice Solardi year. Solardi leading the team in RBIs Solardi also. Yank. Justin Smoke has been decent, not what you saw last no, year. No, no, no. Uh, Kevin Pilar's had a good year also, but I mean, this is a team of just a bunch of people thrown together, Vinny. It really is. They have no pitching either. Granderson, uh, Steve Pierce, he was an Oriole for multiple years. Um, <laughs> They're starting Jaime Garcia and uh, watching him on the Yanks last year. I can assure you, hurt. he is not good. So. Um, they got blown out the other night. Kendrys Morales pitched an inning. That's why that's on here, which oh is my hilarious. <laughs> uh, Ozuna Kendrick. choked out his girlfriend or wife. He's going to miss a, a while. Um, yeah, Aaron Sanchez has been eh. – Stroman hurt. Um, the rookie has looked pretty good. Sam – Galvi, Jillo. Yeah, I'm maybe I was uh, – and by maybe I mean definitely. I was quite wrong about the Blue Jays. Having yeah, this shot team the is card. a lot for <laughs> I take that back immediately. Now, now that I'm looking at it, um, yeah, this the, team the, the Rays are better than the Blue Jays right now. Yeah, right now the Mariners got it. Um, they're maybe actually playing some Memorial Day beer for you or something. <laughs> maybe, Toronto Blue Jays are Maybe. Crap. You're right. You're right. I take that back. <laughs> I look like a fool saying that. They're not going to go near that second wild card. But they still should uh, promote Vlad uh, Jr. Uh, Mariners, they for real? Yeah. They yeah. gotta hold up. Your boy Paxton, uh, if he can last again, you want to apologize? You're gonna do that apology earlier. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> August, uh, if if he's able to still pitch in August, they will. Uh, they look pretty good. They really do. A lot of offense there. Hanniger's breaking out. Uh, Angels sitting there, also uh, just a couple games behind in that division. So that's the best division in baseball. Uh, I'm sorry, in the American League, I think I really do. Because you I know Boston and the Yankees are gonna run away with it, and no one else is doing that. Right. There's three teams here, and even Oakland, for that matter, are sitting above 500. 
that West could be pretty fun. Absolutely. And uh, they're doing it without uh, without Cano now. Yeah. Uh, so that's and D. Gordon's on the DL. That's a pretty big deal. So yep. the Mariners, can this last? Because they had the longest playoff drought. But uh, James Paxton is definitely the boy leading the charge for the M's. Uh, before we get to the NL, and uh, some pretty big news in the NL actually coming up this week, Vinny. What after the Angels playing the Yankees, what are your thoughts on watching uh, Otani? Now you've seen him. He faced Chapman, hit a ball deep uh, the one night there. Um, what are your thoughts on the Angels? Uh, they're for real. I, I bashed that six-man rotation. We had uh, Fletcher on with yeah, us, yeah. and uh, pretty much he was even getting a little aggravated with us for uh, constantly ripping on the six-man rotation. But uh, they're good. They're getting the job done. I don't trust it, though, I for the playoffs. Uh, you're going to have Otani going game one in a playoff game. That's good, especially for a team that's likely to get the wild card, mm-hmm. considering Houston's probably going to win that division. So that's good. But after Otani, who do you trust in that rotation? I and mean, it's not Garrett Richards. It might be Andrew Heaney. Because it, it's not Garrett. Heaney looked pretty good against the Yankees. Uh, Richards gets owned by the Yankees yeah. too, but um, I I still think the Angels aren't polished completely. But that's uh that's a great lineup. I finally got to see Mike Trout live, and boy, that yeah. guy was good. I was there for the five hit night he had against the Yankees, and Otani uh, against Chapman, one of the best lefty pitchers, right? Uh, lefty batter like Held that. His own. Put put together a pretty good at bat against him. He got out. It was a deep fly ball, but uh, very good at bat. So maybe I need to give this guy a little more. Uh, you know, credit with the stick, but uh, Angels, they're not going anywhere past the first round of the playoffs, though. They can't compete with the powerhouses in the uh, AL that won the divisions last year. I completely agree with you. Uh, we'll take a look now at the NL. Uh, the Rockies, couple wins against uh, Cincinnati uh, the past few days. Matt Harvey was Matt Harvey that we expected in Colorado. Finally. That was easy money for anybody that About has Colorado. Time. Finally won my anti-Harvey bet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, Vinny, in that NL West now, uh, San Francisco Giants, three games under 500. But now the news that Madison Bumgarner should be back, should start on Friday. Does this uh, shift anything for you with the Giants? I hate the Giants lineup. I hate it very, very much. But, uh, listen, that's an open NL West. So, obviously, getting one of the best pitchers of baseball back is going to help them. But I don't think they have anything outside of him, especially with Cueto out. And Cueto is pitching damn good, man. He lights out. He had a 60 ERA going on the DL. Absolutely. He was off to the best start of his career. Without Cueto, they need them both in there because that lineup, I hate it. Yeah, and listen, you have uh, Andrew McCutcheon hitting 236. He was your big, you know, him and Longoria were the offseason acquisitions. Longoria is hitting 250, eight home runs, 24 RBIs. And McCutcheon's got three and 20, so – uh, these were the guys brought in to be that power source, and they have not been that. There was a report this week also might cut ties with Hunter Pence, who's not even playing every day. He's batting 172. Maybe he's done, and he had a nice career with them also. But uh, I agree with you. The bats that you have brought in here, they are not doing it. I mean, who's the best hitter? Brandon Belt? It you, is. You know where I stand on that. Yeah. Um, they they definitely need Madison Bumgarner. They need his bat in the lineup, <laughs> too. Um, the Giants, I, I can't believe in them, but the door is definitely open due to the week NL West. Unfortunately, I think I think the Dodgers, they do get this division after that terrible start. I think the Diamondbacks have let them in, and Clayton Kershaw returning this Thursday. Yes, Thursday. Um, that definitely opens the door, especially the way Walker Buehler's been pitching. Yep. You know they're going to make some kind of move at the deadline. I think the Dodgers will win the NL West again. And Cueto's ERA, you hit on it, was 0.84 before wow. getting hurt in 32 innings. Just uh, absolutely he, was, ridiculous. he was absolutely ridiculous before. Yep. And uh, listen, the Dodgers, you just mentioned it. That was the next thing on my list. Clayton Kershaw is coming back on Thursday. And Vinny, uh, yes, he pitches once every uh, every fifth day. But this is more, if you ask me. Clayton Kershaw to the Dodgers is more than just a pitcher that goes out there every fifth day. He is the Dodgers. Absolutely. He's been the face of the Dodgers. He's been the face of a starting pitching in baseball. He's the best pitcher, hands down. We know it, no, no doubt, except for the postseason. Well, he has not yeah. proved it there. Yep. And he had his chance last year, and it didn't happen. But uh, regular season... Look at this guy's baseball card. It, it says it itself. He gets 300 strikeouts. He He's on the DL like once or twice a year, at least once. He yep. still finishes around 20 wins. He still gets around 200 innings somehow. This guy's so efficient. He's definitely the best. He got up to a rough start this season. I think he comes back and really carries this team. And listen, if Walker Bueller, who knows with the innings, what they're going to let him do. But He's uh, awesome. Yeah, he really is. If you haven't watched him yet, he is Tim Lincecum. When Tim Lincecum came up with the Giants, skinny frame, uh, fastball that touches 97, overpowers you, nice breaking curveball also. He is the next big pitcher in baseball. And uh, if you have him and Clayton Kershaw going into a playoffs, Vinny, I mean, and now we're talking. He saved the Dodgers, if you ask me. Uh, they didn't have him up. There's no way they could compete. They'd be too buried in that division, believe it or not. But uh, his call-up is the only thing that got this team going. Obviously, the Diamondbacks struggling. 
uh, Walker Buehler has been as advertised. He is an awesome pitcher, and he is, uh, now that Okuna's out, definitely your front runner for NL Rookie of the Year. Very true. And listen, the best hitter on the team, most consistent hitter of the team, Matt Kemp. And he, Matt Kemp had a terrific spring training where we said he lost 50 pounds. He was committed to playing. Matt Kemp's hitting 333, Vinny. Matt Kemp, the last three years, has been that guy just floating on your fantasy board at the top where no yeah. one's taking him. He just refused to get crossed off. But he's actually been producing. And you know what? The Dodgers need that. They need that veteran guy to go in there and be the guy that's going to keep this team together while they were struggling. And the Dodgers are starting to peak, getting Kershaw back too. L.A. is back. I need to see some more hitting before I uh, proclaim them being back like you did. Bellinger hit a home run yesterday, but That's he's fair. hitting 237. That line of sucks, uh, too. Puig is hitting 220. So I need to see more from these guys, uh, and, and no Corey Seager. So unless you go out and make some sort of move, any, I need to see more offensively from them. I know the Cubs are actually linked to Manny Machado, but I just can't see the Dodgers not going all in, especially after a World Series disappointment. You cannot afford to miss the playoffs after a uh, National League pennant yeah. uh, hangover. Uh, you can't – I think they get the Manny Machado. I know the Cubs are linked, but I definitely – I just can't see Manny going anywhere other than L.A. Uh, and then I do have another note here, uh, last note that do I – Do they bring wrote. back Manny Wood if he goes there <laughs> for Machado, or that's just a Manny Ramirez thing? Uh, I think it's just a Manny Ramirez It's just thing. not Manny being Manny. <laughs> <laughs> um, we did hit the AL West, but I do want to just mention that Edwin Diaz has been absolutely ridiculous for the Seattle Mariners, Vinny. Uh, 18 saves already, 1.65 ERA – um He's nasty. 0.7 whip and 46 strikeouts in 27 innings this is the next craig kimbrell uh yeah he's been nasty uh he's been he's always been good he's got the stuff he's actually uh very efficient i don't think he's blown a save yet maybe one i'm sure everybody's blown a save by now yep. but this guy you could probably say is top five closer in baseball for sure maybe maybe even top three uh, I completely agree with you. I really do. And then uh, in today's uh, Mets game, uh, game one, they're playing a doubleheader with Atlanta. God help us. Um, <laughs> they had the lead, Vinny. Uh, and then uh, for some reason, they let Seth Lugo pitch the eighth and stay in and pitch the ninth with a one-run lead. Familia hasn't pitched in four days, I believe. And last time he pitched What's was going on? the Marlins. They don't warm him up. They don't bring him in. And Seth Lugo gives up a two-run walk-off home run to Charlie Culberson. And now the Mets, Vinny, after that hot start, are a 500 ball club. Yep, they have come back to life. Uh, We all know they started, what, 11-2 to start the year. Uh, Their record is actually really bad with DeGrom pitching, and it has nothing to do with DeGrom's results. Uh, They just don't win, and these are games you have to win. The Mets have to win the games that Syndergaard and DeGrom are pitching. They have to do it. And uh, they blew it the other night. Uh, they had Blevins come in, and he gave up a hit to the lefty. He didn't do his job against the Brewers. They blew that. They had the uh, walk-off uh, pass ball. Yep. The Mets are starting to look like those Mets again, Mike. <laughs> those messes. Yep. yep, absolutely. And uh, listen, what's going on with Familia? Why isn't he pitching? I, I don't know why. And uh, listen, Mickey Callaway will never see this, but Mickey Callaway, I mean, <laughs> in your rookie year of coaching, uh, you don't have to go by the book, but there's some times where in this New York media – you might want to go by the book. And having a one-run lead in a doubleheader, you might want to bring your closer in. So um, I don't understand that at all. At least if you lose by the closer, I brought in my closer. Yeah, now everybody <laughs> is going to want to know why Seth Lugo, who's having a good season, his ERA is under right. two, uh, is out there trying to go more than one inning to get a save. Interesting. Uh, watching right now on ESPN, uh, Lance Lynn is in trouble again. This well, guy shocking. has not put together a good start in Alex Cobb. Got shut out today. His Orioles got shut out today. And he fell to one and seven. Look at these guys. They missed the spring training, and they just continue to suck. Yeah, do you think that they're now just trying to play catch-up, or do you think that uh, they're eventually going to come around? Uh, I mean, what are we thinking out of these guys? Because personally, uh, I don't ever see them actually turning it around. I don't see <laughs> either of them turning around. I really don't. I mean, they've been not, they've been jokes. You bet against Lance Lynn. You bet against Alex Cobb. You take the over when these guys are pitching. They're hitting. They really are. Like, I even want to stay back. I'm like, they're due to pitch well. Right. And they just don't pitch well. And you would think with Minnesota with Berrios and you thought Lynn was going to be good. This Romero kid looks awesome that they pulled up. Yeah. And, uh, and when Urban Santana comes back, it's not a bad rotation. No, it's not. Uh, if Urban Lance Santana was good. Pitch. I thought Lance Lynn was a great signing to keep them, to go back to the wild card. Like I said, I actually had the Twins over the Angels going into the year. But this team has not been doing well, and Lance Lynn's a big part of why they're not playing well. Uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, Vinny, 28 and 25, might have avoided uh, a major injury themselves. And they've actually overachieved, if you ask me. They're, uh, that's not a great team. Uh, but 28 and 25, not a bad start. 
Philippe Vasquez, formerly, uh, you know, he changed his name over, so whatever. <laughs> That's um, what they do. <laughs> uh, he left the game yesterday with forearm tightness, but today he said he was available to pitch. Not a major injury, but you never want to hear that forearm tightness if you're a pitcher. Nope, anything on your throwing arm is always, uh, you know, very bad. Very, very bad. Austin Meadows, yeah, are they keeping him up? Stay up. All it right, lazy like reporting lazy by the reporting over the top goon over there. <laughs> <laughs> That, that was me, but uh, every, <laughs> everything everything you read said that he was going down for Stoy Marte, but I yeah. guess he, he earned his way as he should. His numbers were great. Uh, hopefully the kid keeps hitting, but the, the Marlins got to – I mean, the Pirates have a pretty stacked outfield now with these guys. Austin Meadows was, as advertised himself, uh, another great rookie. It's, I love seeing these prospects come up and deliver. I do too. It's, and, lo- uh, it's always great seeing the next guy, you know? It really is. He's been awesome, and it looks like he's going to take some playing time away from uh, Polanco. Who's uh, been Greg- horrible. Yeah, he he's really has. him down. <laughs> Listen, Marte's hitting 300. Um, trying to find off the top of my Meadows is hitting 417 since he's been called Corey up. Corey Dickerson's been, ridiculous. been the man over there. Corey Dickerson's <laughs> not going to lose time free from Tampa. But Polanco hitting 205 is just unacceptable. So it looks like he's going to take some time from him. And and you see what happens. Listen, Joe Musgrove, who I told everybody on Saturday I would monitor and pick up in fantasy, if he gives you anything, Vinny, um, they could be – listen, they're not going to go in a wild card, but they could be another team in that division where you're, you know, not just a pushover. I'm very impressed by the Pirates here because I did not think they were going to have a good year whatsoever. But, uh, look, if the outfield are holding them together, that's a great outfield uh, besides uh, Polanco. Right. Those guys are carrying them, and the pitching has been okay. Tyon's been all right. It looks like we're getting the caller. Yeah, so uh, welcome to the show, and who do we have on the line? Why are you guys laughing at Charlie Culberson? Oh. <laughs> Charlie Culberson is a scrub. He is absolutely a scrub. My real question, I have one for Mike and one for Vinny. Um, I'm going to get to Mike first because you guys are talking about baseball, is Mickey Calloway. He said after the game that no matter what happened today, Seth Lugo was going to pitch two innings. Um, but when you blow a save in the eighth inning and you throw a bunch of pitches, uh, do you? I, I want to hit some of what you guys were saying, but do you have to kind of go away from the plan when you're trying to win a game, especially when you've lost three games in a row and you guys are kind of in a free fall? He blew two saves today. I know it's not possible, but he actually did. <laughs> that game should have been Familia's, and um, that is the worst move I've seen Mickey Calloway make this entire season. That should have been Familia out there pitching. And if you lose with your closer, you lose with your closer. But that was not Seth Lugo's game to lose. And he said that if he didn't get the game, he was going to start game two tonight, which might not happen, and get two innings there. So kind of like the Tampa Bay Rays with the bullpen game. Uh, But for Vinny, um, listen, I hate him as much as you do. But are we about to get to the point where we need to start comparing LeBron James to Michael Jordan and really start to think about it more than you and I have? No, because he has the most losses in NBA Finals history. Look at what he does. He teams up with the best players of all time, and then he just – the Eastern Conference is not competitive. It, he didn't face guys that Jordan had to face to go to the NBA Finals. He's never going to have six NBA titles. Uh, he has the most losses in NBA Finals history. Just put it that way. Everyone talks about his Game 7 records. Well, Michael Jordan doesn't play in Game 7 because he gets the series done beforehand. Stop comparing him to him, but he is number two. All right, well, thank you for your time. Enjoy game seven. Enjoy game one out in Vegas, guys. Well, Rob, right. let's get your pick while we have you on there. Vegas or Washington tonight? I don't want to say it. Um, <laughs> I, Washington keeps defying all the odds, and uh, it's hard to be a, a not a believer of either team. Mike, you've been on Vegas this whole time. You've been their biggest believer, and they're defying the odds, and so is Washington. It's a great series. Um, I like Vegas to win this game tonight and win the series in a very close series. All right. So there you go from Rob. Rob will be back on Saturday with us for the hour and a half. And uh, we're all on Vegas tonight. So you got Vegas game one, but I'm with Rob. I am taking the caps in six. Wow. I'll be rooting for Vegas, but my, you know, my money and my brains are telling me you got to go caps. Election is going to get his first ever ring in the national hockey league. Uh, Vinny, we've got about five minutes to go here on Memorial Day. Um, so real quick, just on baseball, a couple of things that I wanted to bring up to you. The NL Central um, could possibly, yeah, it could possibly be um, the most competitive in baseball. And I said that in the AL about the West, and this is what I'm going to say about the uh, NL. The Brewers have been ridiculous, even though they just beat up on the Mets. The Cubs are beating up on bad teams, but still winning. And now the St. Louis Cardinals, which we hit on Saturday, Alex Reyes is going to join the rotation. Uh, Walker looks awesome again. 
Jake Flaherty has been good as uh, as good as Walker Bueller, not the next big arm. Uh, Jack Flaherty. Jack Flaherty. Excuse me. Who did I say? Jake. Jake. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Jay Flaherty has been uh, as State advertised. <laughs> <laughs> Jake from State Farm. Uh, maybe this is the best division in baseball. Absolutely. And I love when the Reds go in there and get those random victories against these guys because <laughs> it, uh, it helps me every now and then if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But uh, Milwaukee Brewers, 15 games over 500. Yeah. Uh, uh, definitely giving the Cubs a run for their money. They're four and a half games over them. Uh, I cannot wait to see Reyes come. We've always been talking about these young arms for the Cardinals. Reyes ah. is a guy who was supposed to be called up maybe two years ago. Yep. Definitely last year, Had but the injuries general. put him back. Uh, so hopefully that doesn't slow him down because this guy was supposed to be and one of the top prospects. dominated, Vinny. He has dominated every rehab. Story. There we go. So uh, we know the stuff is there. I can't wait to see him. Uh, the young arms are coming into motion, and that's going to be what it takes to get the Cardinals to uh, advance in this division because it's a pretty tight division and their lineup isn't all that great, especially with Ozuna not putting up the numbers that he did with the Marlins last year. So the Cardinals are relying on the young pitching. Let's see if it pays off. And this Milwaukee lineup, Vinny, uh, the two guys they brought in, Yelich batting 310, Kane batting 289. Uh, One has 24 RBIs, one has 16 RBIs, both six home runs. Kane has 11 stolen bases. Yellick has six stolen bases. This one-two that they have formed in the lineup has just been absolutely ridiculous. Those are just winning baseball players. Those are guys that get the hits when they matter. They they are always there in the big-time moments. They also start rallies. Yeah. Th- those are just two excellent baseball players, and to have them in one lineup is fascinating. And one is bat- uh, I'm sorry, one has scored 35 runs, one has scored 33 runs. Vinny. These two are table-setting, uh, the pure definition of table-setting in the above of a lineup. They're doing it. And uh, I drafted Domingo Santana, I believe, in the 10th round. I believed in his power. Uh, he's he's sucked all year, but he's actually starting to come he around. Is, yeah. where I actually might actually pick him back up. This is a 10th round pick of mine. Uh, but he was not putting the ball out of the park like he did last year. But he is now starting to produce. So the Brewers are getting it from everywhere right now. Do they have enough pitching? Because it looks like, uh, besides the bullpen, which is ridiculous, led by Hayter and uh, <sighs> Nebel in the back end, do they have enough starting pitching? No, they do not. And I know during spring training, I was petitioning the Brewers to enter the sweepstakes for the Lance Lynn, the Alex Cobb, right. and the uh, Arietta. Um, they they definitely don't. Who's who's their ace that would be going first game? Sutter? Um, Guerra? Uh, Chasin was not good. Um uh, yeah, look at these names. Chase Anderson, I think he I bl- think he's better than what his 4.42 Sutter. says. He's not really doing uh, that good Davies. either. Four sixty-three. But listen, they all suck. There's no ace on Jimmy that Nelson team. will be back at some point if he's able to get healthy. He could be your game one starter as well. They are not going against anyone. The National League is going to throw out their ace, and that, if it's a one-game playoff for these guys, they are not going to win because they don't have an ace. Uh, listen, look at that lineup. But if they're facing, let's say, any the Dodgers, uh, Clayton Kershaw, um, they can't. You're right. They don't have the power in the rotation to match up with them. And who knows? Maybe they'll be in the market. Maybe they'll go after a guy like Chris Archer because the Brewers, they were definitely the most busiest team this offseason. So maybe they're not done making their moves. Uh, I think they are a guy that should definitely be in the Archer or any other pitcher that might be available. They should definitely be in the market for a starter pitcher at the deadline. Do you think Archer gets moved? Yes or no? 100%. Do you? I think I can't believe he hasn't been moved yet. Jose uh, Abreu moved? Yes or no? Yes, you do. Yeah, uh, I think both do also. I really do. Uh, they're just in those rebuild. That's what they do. That's what these teams do. The White Sox are at least in the rebuilding stage in the right way. So uh, there's no point in keeping Jose Abreu when you have 16 wins this year. You're going nowhere. Uh, let them go somewhere else and get paid and keep collecting more prospects. That's that's the way to go. And the White Sox are at least in the right direction. The Rays just can't keep anybody. Got about three minutes to go. What if I read you off some props for tonight's game starting in about an hour and you say over under? All right, let's do it. All right. Largest lead of the game, 17 and a half over under. Under. And the money is on the under. Curry, points, over under 27. Mm, over. The money is on the over. Uh, assist by Curry, five and a half. Over. Money's on the over, three for three. Rebounds by Curry, five and a half. Under. The money is minus 150 on the five and a half, so everyone is on that. Um, let's pick somebody else here real quick. Durant, 29 and a half points. Over. It's minus 130 is the over. Assist, four. Over. Uh, minus 125. Rebounds over seven. Over. I'm big on KD here. I see that. <laughs> uh, Draymond, 11. Points? Yes. Um, take the over. Uh, Clay Thompson, 21. Under. Uh, Harden, 32 and a half. Mm, under. No Chris Paul. I love that. That's minus 140. I actually love that over. Assists, eight and a half. Over. 
Um, let's see. Uh, without Paul, uh, who's next here? Capella, 11 and a half points. Uh, I'll go over because the Warriors really don't have big guys. I agree with you. It has to be an over, and uh, that's the last of the uh, – Actually, uh, I might like Clint Capella more than anybody. I mean, who, the only guy who could actually really guard him is uh, – not like he's a really great offensive player – would be Jake McGee, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> that's it for Blog Talk. Ten seconds to go. Happy Memorial Day. Thank you for joining us, Vinny. A year ago today was our first show, uh, not calendar-wise, but uh, Memorial Day was the first show. So everybody's still with us. Thank you. For Facebook, Vinny, I'll give you one more before your final thought. Trevor Ariza, over under 11 points for tonight's game. Oh, that's got to be over if they want to win. And that was minus 130. Vinny, give me your final thoughts here for Facebook Live. All right. For some reason, I like this pitcher, Chris Medlin. He officially retired today. I was Rob's boy. Uh, He had a very good first year, and that was about it. And I wouldn't stop believing in him. But happy retirement. My final thought, Real Madrid, the Champions (laughs) League. They want it. Good for Real Madrid, and uh, and that's it. Facebook, thank you for joining us. Everybody's back on Saturday. Goon, go. Real quick, a uh, show friend, a big friend of Vecchi celebrating a big birthday today, Ashley Mazzaro. Oh, Good for Ashley. Uh, Happy birthday, friend of the show, Ashley me Mazzaro. Too. Uh, Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you for joining us. Did my homework on you. <laughs> Check out our website at www.overthetopsportshow.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at Over the Top Sport, no S, and on Instagram at Over the Top Sports Show.